0: Wednesday, September 20th, and, you know, all through the house here on Thursday night football eve, we're hanging Stockings by the chimney with care. I'm ready to go. We got Thursday night football for the 49ers and New York Giants coming up tomorrow night, which means we're going to start getting you ready for that game right here today. I can tell you that our good friend Larry Kruger is going to be joining me this time tomorrow right here on the Palouse, and we're going to be doing a little pregame. We're going to be reminding you that we're both doing a level of postgame shows, and then Friday, 8 a.m., we're going to be right at it first thing in the morning with 49ers Wake Up. Welcome. Them. It is great to see you here. It really is. We got an awful lot to get into in a short amount of time because Daddy's got himself a dentist appointment today, just normal cleaning, no, nothing out of the ordinary, no root canal or cavity or anything like that. By the way, I'm a 48-year-old man who's never had a cavity. Uh, you know, there's not a lot to brag about in my life, but that that's up there. That, that's definitely up there. That deserves a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no cavities. 48-year-old man. Feel good about it. Uh, We got quite a bit to get to, and we're not going to try to get arrogant here, but look, how to beat the New York Giants in three simple steps, because I really do think in a sport where nothing is ever as easy as it is talking about it, this could actually drift into the lane of easy operations for the San Francisco 49ers, because... The first rule in making sure you don't lose to the New York Giants is simply make sure Saquon Barkley doesn't go all fantasy football gaudy number statistically afternoon all over you. And you know what? I can guarantee you that's not going to happen because Saquon Barkley's not playing. So the single most important component to beating the New York Giants has been tailored in right into uh, to, to to this game and the way it sets up. So. After taking care of Saquon Barkley and that box has been checked by the injury bug, you then don't let Daniel Jones throw for 321 yards, two scores while rushing for another 60 and a touchdown, and that's what happened in Arizona last week. And I just don't see Daniel Jones doing that against the 49ers. As good as this defense is, as tuned in as they are to certain game plans, uh, I just don't think that Daniel Jones is going to be well-equipped without his best weapon in Saquon to come in here and just have a rousing game. As a matter of fact, the first rousing game that Daniel Jones has will be his first of the year because he had a really good half against Arizona, more than he had a rousing game against Arizona remember that was this was a New York Giants season that began with six quarters of you've been shut out football so the other thing that I think the 49ers are equipped to do with Fred Warner their safety play with Dre Greenlaw is simply don't let Darren Waller be the best tight end on the field at Levi's on Thursday night don't let that happen and if Darren Waller isn't out there smacking year around and Saquon Barkley's is not available, I'm just not that worried about Daniel Jones, even though a mobile quarterback has been something that has always frustrated the 49ers. Uh, we also saw a different version of that last week where a very stationary quarterback just got the ball out so quick. Um, You know, maybe Daniel Jones thinking he can make a little something happen with his feet will work into the San Francisco Giants defense's advantage because it'll give him a few more heartbeats to maybe get to him because Sam Bradford had a, a marching order, and that was to get that ball out by two Mississippi, and it was a really good marching order. I just don't think that the Giants have the skill players to really let that happen. I've never been a big, big, big believer in momentum in between games. But one of these teams right now, as we're looking at them, looks like a fully functioning and operational Death Star, while the other team is basically riding a Tauntaun looking for Luke Skywalker. So I I like the San Francisco Giants on Thursday night. Vegas does by offering what is a 10 point spread right now. And look, normally... 10 is a number where I say, look, if you're going to lay it, I'm going to play it. Like, I'll take 10 points in any professional football team. But I don't think in this scenario I really like that position. It's a short week. The Giants might have got a second half together against the Arizona Cardinals. That doesn't mean you're about ready to step up to the plate that is the San Francisco 49ers right now. And I, I, I like the 49ers in this game an awful lot. Like my thumbnail suggested, Lawrence Taylor ain't coming to town. Bill Parcells is not going to be calling the plays. Now, Justin uh, Thibodeau is pretty good, and and you know I think that uh, or excuse me, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, Justin Thibodeau, I'm thinking of like a Canadian prime minister there or something. Um, anyways, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and Brian Dayball are not Lawrence Taylor and Bill Parcells. And we'll get back to that in just a second here, but it's great to have you here today. Thank you very much for joining us on the plus. Thank you for downloading the podcast and thank you for sticking around for the little party that we're throwing after each show over on the amp app with big blue coming to town today's sets set list will be based around bluesy rock songs. I got a bunch of bluesy rock songs that I like today. I think it's going to set a tone for a good uh, a good Wednesday, hump day, or as it's known in the uh, PLUS uh, chat, it's it's Humo Day. It's amazing what one single typographical error will do to change the lexicon of an entire chat room. Somebody typed hump day once, but they typed humo and it is referred to as humo day amongst Plusers. i i can't explain these people sometimes they're just here hanging out uh but god it's great to see you all thank you so much for joining us if you haven't clicked subscribe do so more and more people are doing that uh since football has started hit the follow button over on the amp app i know i'm asking you to touch a lot of buttons but It means a lot to the business that we're doing and the way the world is working. And we'll have another example of that in our final story of the day today. But, First, uh, let me thank our good sponsors. We'll begin with my pal Ike, who has been serving delicious sandwiches for well over a decade on the West Coast. You know about Ike by now. You've heard me talking about him. You've probably gone out and tried a sandwich yourself. And if you haven't, get with the frickin' program, would you? They are delicious sandwiches, absolutely delicious sandwiches. A little something for everyone's flavors out there, no matter what you want, whether it be a big old fat boy sandwich, or you want to go ahead and vegan this thing all the way, you can vegan up a sandwich, I can do that for you too. This is someone who is serving all masters, and that's hard to do in the restaurant business. But man, my man, Ike has a great product for you, and you know it. And if you don't know it, you will know it when you try it. Download the Ike's app Today, join the rewards program. You'll be very happy that you did. Thanks to our brothers and sisters at Blackened Whiskey, we love you very, very much. We love drinking with you. We love hanging out with you. Blackened Whiskey, uh, oh so good. To the D. Bruce, uh, G. Bruce, Jillian Bruce, liquor cabinet. We have been uh, a very happy Blackened family since we have found Blackened, and you will always find Blackened on our liquor store, uh, on our liquor shelf. And if you're not finding it, At your liquor store, you will find it at BevMo, but maybe you shop somewhere else. Ask them to pick up a case of Blackened, and you will go ahead and be very interested in it as a good and loyal looser Uh, we have, uh, our good friend, Stefan, my good friend, Stefan, who has just been on fire with his picks. And you know, I know that every single tout service in the world wants to tell you, yeah, they're on fire with his picks, dude. He has been on fire with his picks, like for real, not kidding, not selling you something that isn't there. I'm never going to lie to you. You know, if my boy is a cold week, I'm going to tell you, well, it wasn't the best week, but my man knows trends and you should get back on when he gets hot again. Dude, he's on a heater right now. If you had been betting with Stefan since his first NFL bet of the year, you are up, 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 up. Go ahead and find out for yourself. Bottomlinebets.com. you got daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available. So when you want to go to the cage and cash a winner, you can find it. At bottomlinebets.com. Damon, where exactly can I make that bet? Again, this is a full-service show. Folks, go to mybookie.ag for all of the plays, the props, the teasers, the parlays that you could possibly want around an NFL schedule. Mybookie.ag and use promo code Damon when you sign up. D-A-M-O-N. That will get you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000, a $10 casino chip to use on what is a full casino floor. If you can think of it, if you can think of a casino has that game, they got it at mybookie.ag as well. Damon, how do they do that? Well, they're offshore, which means when you do sign up with the promo code Damon, you need to have a credit card that is approved for international transactions. It'll smooth out the process. And there you go. You are on your way to having a good time. Uh, Get a little something going on the side of these games. It certainly makes them more fun, more interesting. Get the advice you need at BottomLineBets.com and put it into play over at MyBookie.ag. Sip a little Blackened and eat an Ike sandwich every Friday. Pick yourself up a burger from Uncle Boys and you are going to be supporting me as much as humanly possible. And I thank you so much for all the support you've given us here uh, since switching over to the digital age, baby. That's 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 where we are. And uh, if you're not in the digital age right now, you're going to be in trouble. That was proven today with a business transaction in New York City, of all places, that I'll tell you about at the end. But let's get back to the Giants. While we're talking about New York City, let's get back to the Giants. Mm, 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 mm. I think we got a sip of the day. What's that coming at? Uh, 11.15, sip of the day. I'm not even looking at your sip of the day over-unders. I'm just telling you when it happens. So 11:15 is your sip of the day. Uh, good luck to all of you. All bets are action. Uh, as I was saying, Lawrence Taylor and Bill Parcells ain't walking through that door. Kayvon Thibodeau and Brian Dable, again, good, 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 not great. The 49ers in this game against the Giants Thursday at Levi Stadium have a clear talent advantage. They are better than the Giants on both sides of the ball. I think they're better than the Giants on both sides of the line of scrimmage. They are a better coach team. They're going to be at home for the first time. They're going to have a wildly excited to greet them 2-0. Isn't everyone feeling happy? It looked like everybody at Levi Stadium might have bought a ticket to uh, Steelers games and, and Rams games because the 49ers fans have traveled very very well and now they get to travel back home to greet this team which is off to a tremendous start for kyle shanahan uh the new york giants again they open their season with six scoreless quarters of football four of those against the cowboys cowboys look legit the arizona cardinals aren't even trying to win football games they don't want to win football games they shut out the new york giants in a half a football before really letting go of the rope. Giants finished nine, seven and one last year. They weren't world beaters. But they qualified for the postseason. Then they go into Minnesota and they win a wild card game. A lot of people didn't expect them to win. So that left everyone buzzing, even though they got clocked by Philadelphia. Uh, getting clocked by Philadelphia is something that the 49ers can tell you all about in the playoffs last year. Um, it was, uh, it was a, a year of buzz coming in for the New York Giants, and then the Dallas Cowboys put their cigarette right out in the middle of the New York Giants' forehead. The Arizona Cardinals, it was a win, but it was a costly win because it cost them at least three to four weeks of Saquon Barkley, which, again, just makes taking advantage of of the New York Giants so much easier. Saquon Barkley is a true, honest-to-goodness game-changer. No Saquon Barkley means that there are less things to worry about. With all due respect to Matt Breida, Matt Breida's got three carries for 14 yards this year, you know? Um, is he good? Sure, he's good. Is he fast? Sure, he's fast. But you get to start keying on Matt Breida instead of Saquon Barkley. Every single defensive coordinator, including Steve Wilkes, would vote yes on that. You know, fifteen times a week. And you know, I mean, it's it's no choice at all. So who are the threats? Like what could end up burning the 49ers? Well, there is a rookie wide receiver named Jalen Hyatt. He might be the most explosive. Player on the field, which in some ways makes him a dangerous player on the field because without a number of explosive plays, I don't think the New York Giants have a puncher's chance in this game. Uh, Quinn Slavin, who covers the New York Giants. Says that uh, of rookie Jalen Hyatt, of his 12 routes, 11 have been vertical, giving the rookie a chance to show off his speed, test man coverage and open opportunities for underneath routes. He began the Giants second drive in Arizona with a big, big play. Uh, He had two really big explosive plays and it got the Giants back into that game without this guy having multiple explosive plays again i don't know how they really move the ball around and without him taking the lid off the top i don't know if underneath will be as open again even if underneath is open it's not like saquon barkley is running those short crossing intermediate routes um it's uh it, it's not the same giants team that's coming in uh obviously they're you know th- there's there's talent there There's NFL talent, for sure. We know that. But, man, you just take care of what you need to take care of. You take care of uh, Darren Waller. Make sure he doesn't have a Mark Bavaro game on you. Old reference for you old-timers out there. And, you know, the Giants... Are in trouble. I mean, it's just no other way to say it. And I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm not trying to cover this through the prism of only the 49ers can't do anything wrong. They're an unbeatable, immovable force. I just really, really like them in this matchup because I really don't like the New York Giants in this matchup. Um, Again, you're telling me, what do I got to be afraid of? You got to be afraid of a rookie named Jalen Hyatt. Okay. Uh, safety Xavier McKinney. Look, he's a real player. He leads the team in pass breakups right now. Uh, Dexter Lawrence and uh, Micah McFadden. They're good players. You know, one is a really good defensive defensive tackle. McFadden, obviously, a linebacker. These guys are difference makers. You're telling me you just got to deal with a couple of good tacklers, not a lot of targets, and the two-headed monster of Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell. Again, I like the Niners in this game. The Giants had to score 17 unanswered fourth-quarter points to beat Arizona. Now, another way to look at that is, hey, the, the Giants are rolling in here off their biggest comeback win in 74 years. I mean, that's a, that's a glass-half-full way to look at that. Another way to look at it is, oh my God, you guys played yourself into a corner against the Arizona Cardinals. What is wrong with you? And when things got right, it was because Saquon Barkley was making huge plays and he is hurt. Again, I like the 49ers position. I like their position according to Las Vegas. Normally, again, you're giving me 10 points. I'll feel good about laying it and playing it, but I just feel that the You know, the Barkley injury, the short week, the fact that the Giants have spent the entire week out on the road in Arizona waiting to fly to San Francisco on the short week. It just feels like the the New York Giants are in a really bad spot here. And it, it's not even that the, the 49ers are necessarily in a great spot. But as we said yesterday, they're in a phenomenal spot. They're 0 With one divisional win, they haven't played a home game. And beyond concerns of Brandon Ayuk being sore, not feeling good, I think Ayuk plays on Thursday. I'd be surprised if he didn't. The 49ers are basically uninjured. So it's a really good start for Kyle Shanahan and company. There is no doubt about that. So there's all the Giants 49ers preview that I think you need today. Again, my pal Larry Kruger will be joining me live at 11 here on the Damon Bruce show on the Plus. I will be doing post game for you brought to you by bottom line bets as soon as the two minute warning gets underway. So tomorrow I'll see you at the two minute warning. We will do a big old post-game show, and then the day after, 8 a.m., it's 49ers Wake Up, Damon Bruce, Larry Kruger. It is a simulcast, baby. And if you're a Plooser, be watching over here, not on, not on Larry's page. He's He's got all the views he needs. We're trying to build things up over here. But again, a view over there, a view over here, we really don't matter. We put it together, and what Larry and I have is something special, and it's something that... Uh, Uh, Other radio entities need to be incredibly concerned about, and we'll have even more proof of that in a little bit. But right now, I want to get to a little segment, not about the New York Giants. This is about the San Francisco Giants. Kids, it's time to burn it all. It officially is. They lose a laugher of a game in Arizona. Again, they need these two big wins in Arizona. They show up playing Little League baseball, kicking the ball all around the field. Uh, Last night, they lose in Arizona. Nothing really surprising about that, given the ebbs and flows of the entire season. What is surprising, though, is the story that I saw yesterday in Sports Illustrated, written by Tom Verducci, who just wrote a scathing review... Of how the Giants go about their business, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Tom Verducci is not in the scathing review business. It's not the, he's not a, a coming after you, coming to get you type of journalist, right? It's not what he does. But I gotta read some of this to you. Again, these aren't my words. This isn't me taking out the Giants. This is Tom Verducci doing it. So listen to this. This is something else. With poor offense and middling pitching, the Giants are in the thick of the National League wildcard race. But if this is the future of baseball, I want no part of it. The Giants are interesting in the way mutual funds are interesting. They're smart, efficient, but lackluster. San Francisco and its manager, Gabe Kapler, deserve credit for squeezing every bit out of this roster with help of the best record in baseball's extra innings where the Giants are 11-3. But that's when the rules are very much gerrymandered. So, no, this team is not a juggernaut in any way, shape, or form. Tom Verducci goes on to write, My problem with the Giants, especially if they cap this season with a playoff berth, is how other teams might copy their gig economy approach to baseball. It's not fan-friendly. Truncated starts by pitchers, an ever-changing lineup with role players and no stars, a 16-person coaching staff, the worst team speed of any contender, the Giants are a well-managed success more than they are an aesthetic one. Let me translate what Tom Verducci has said so far. These guys got no reason for you to buy a ticket to come watch them play baseball because their baseball is boring and they are starless. Do they win some games? Yeah, they do. But will you have fun? Not really. This is scathing from Verducci. He goes on. Giants starters throw an average of just 72 pitches per game, the shortest leash in baseball. They've thrown three innings or less 43 times, 13 more than any other team. It's also the the most such abbreviated starts in baseball history other than in 2018 and 19 when the Rays were inventing the concept of the opener. With all those truncated starts, giant starters are deployed to avoid losing a game, not to win it. They're 27 and 45 as a starter, as a starting, they're 27 and 45, which is a 375 winning percentage an unfathomable rotation record for a team in contention in the last two weeks of a season. The worst rotation winning percentage by a playoff team is 464, and that was the 05 Padres. Again, 375 is the Giants' rotation. Except for the 60 game season in 2020, Giants' starters this year will likely set a 141 year franchise low for wins. They have turned baseball upside down. San Francisco's offense uses a similar gig methodology, splitting the work among many. You can do this when you don't have a star player. Kapler has never used the same lineup more than four times. He's used 13 players in the number three hole, including a different one every game in a four-game series over this past weekend in Colorado. For the fifth time... In the past seven seasons, the Giants will not have a player with 80 or more RBI. I mean, that's dreadful. Again, Verducci has not put his knives away, he keeps going. It's not entertaining. San Francisco ranks 15th in walks, 19th in home runs, 25th in strikeouts, 21st in runs scored per game, and 30th in stolen bases. Only the Yankees and White Sox have a lower average sprint speed than the Giants. What do they do well? Matchup baseball. No team has sent more pinch hitters to the plate than the Giants. They're seventh best in baseball at winning the platoon advantage on offense and fourth best at winning it on defense. Sorry, but that's not exactly something the ad department can work with when it comes to selling tickets, writes Tom Verducci. The new rules have made baseball a faster, more athletic, more risk-taking game this year, and with their lack of speed and star power, the Giants have completely missed that train. They also missed the attendance boost that accompanies that excitement, and this is where the Giants' biggest problem really lies. Are you ready? The Giants are one of only five teams not to get an attendance increase this year. Only the Nationals and White Sox, both non-contenders all year, have seen a bigger drop. The Giants have lost 26% of their paying customers since 2016. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, talk about ownership, even endorsing what Farhan and Kapler are doing because they're just following ownership's marching orders. When you see... An attendance drop like that since 2016? That's got to have your full attention as ownership. Is it all Farhan's fault? No, it isn't, because he got the job in 2018. Beyond the 107-win season, though, it's all been so boring that, again, you've chased away essentially one in four fans. You know, 26% of paying customers drop off. That's, that's a little bit more than one in four fans have basically said, I'm not coming anymore. I'm not spending my time watching this. I'm certainly not spending my money on this. There's no player for my kid to even be excited about. This is boring. I can't identify with anyone. A team that's supposed to be like pitching forward, that offered up Mad Bum, Kane, Lincecum in its greatest heyday, you know, is now offering up. Very, very little in terms of, oh, hey, they're actually going to let Sean Mania start a game, everybody. Whoa! What a walk-up crowd that's going to be. Good Lord. It's time to burn it down. You know, Gabe Kapler, Farhan, nice enough guys. Are they terrible at their jobs? No. But they're not good enough for this. And if this is now the definition of good enough for the Giants, that's a major problem. And if what, you know, Charles Johnson, the owner of the Giants, the Johnson family, if what they're watching is good enough for them, well, then you might also be the same family dumb enough to give about a half a million dollars to Herschel Walker's failed senatorial campaign. Oh, that's right. That's who these fucking assholes are spending more money on Herschel Walker than the 3 hole in their own major league lineup scathing scathing from Tom Verducci basically saying hey even though there is a little market efficiency in how they go about you know putting wins together they're so titanically boring it's like it's like rooting for a math equation It's not even money ball fun. This is mutual interest money ball fun. That is, that's just brutal. That's just brutal again. What did he say? I got to read this again. I got to get this again. The giants are interesting in the way mutual funds are interesting, not mutual interest, mutual funds. The giants are interesting in the way mutual funds are interesting. Interesting. Oh, my God, fire everybody involved. And look, their lack of athleticism, their lack of team speed to be caught with your pants down in that department is a total miscalculation of the landscape. And isn't that what Farhan's supposed to be great at? knowing his way around market inefficiencies and whatnot? Uh, I saw from Jeff Passan. He wrote this. He said, you know, the best invention so far this year in baseball has been this pitch clock. The pitch clock, writes Passan, has saved 24 minutes off the average game time. Over the course of a 162-game season, that's a total of 64 hours and 48 minutes. And if you're a hardcore baseball fan who watches every minute of every game, every season, the clock and the clock alone freed you to more than two-and-a-half days Spent watching grown man standing around doing nothing. That's really something else when you think about it. So that pitch clock, yeah, it takes 24 minutes uh, off the average game time. But if you really are watching every single game, every inning, what that pitch clock has bought you is two and a half days of your life back. Two and a half days of your life back. It's difficult to imagine the sport giving its most loyal devotees a greater gift, writes Jeff Passan. So, watching the Giants last night was just awful. Just awful. I can't watch them anymore. I mean, I will, but I'm not enjoying it. Neither are you, and neither is Tom Verducci, who just basically gets paid by Sports Illustrated to pretend he loves everything. I want to wrap up today. I don't know. Is this real? Uh, Mike Fuss says, Damon just says, Sam. Sam Bradford in the San Francisco Giants. Uh, did I say Sam Bradford again? God, Lord. I can't. I, I am, I am, I'm stuck in St. Louis Rams lore, I guess. I'm so sorry. I still haven't even computed the fact that they moved back to Los Angeles. My bad. Uh, San Francisco Giants, New York Giants, 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 lots of Giants, complaining about the Giants, Tom Verducci, complaining about the Giants, New York Giants, San Francisco Giants, Sam Bradford. Thanks for sticking along with me. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, your host has had a stroke. Some details will be missed, <laughs> but we'll get most of it right. And believe me, we'll do it in an entertaining enough fashion to where you're willing to look past my verbal typographical errors. No, I can already see the chat moving. The chat is moving. Kathy Trans smashing that like button. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Mike was saying he's going to say San Francisco Giants a lot today. I th- did I say I a lot? Did I get through it? I hope I got through it okay. Look at it this way. I'm making fewer errors than the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final story of today's show. And this is one of those just, here's a canary in the coal mine for an industry that I used to be in. It's really good to be here with you now. It really is. It's great to be on YouTube. It's great to be on the AMP app. It's great to have a podcast because if there's one thing that's being proven over and over again is folks ain't listening to radio the way they used to. That's something that Larry Kruger and I are proving with every 49ers wake-up show when we're getting more viewers than 95.7 The Game and KNBR combined in some quarter hours. So you got Larry and I from uh, our dens with the internet beating multi-million dollar radio stations that have been doing it for 50 years in KNBR's case, in Larry and I's case, we've been doing uh, the 49ers wake up for two shows. In two shows from our basement, we have more viewers than KNBR at any point in time. In two shows from our basement, we are either nipping at the heels or beating 95-7 the game. And it's so dramatic in some instances that you can put those stations' viewership numbers together. And Larry and I are winning. Well, look what's happening in New York City, of all places. Again, the number one market where they're selling a level of sports sponsorships to a city that is more addicted to sports economy than the city of San Francisco is in less than a year. I saw this from Barrett sports media in less than a year. ESPN radio will be leaving the FM dial in New York city. Good karma brands has announced that it will abandon the 98.7 FM signal at the end of August and focus its operations on an AM signal and its digital channels. We're committed to serving the New York sports fan. And with the combination of our AM signal, ESPN New York app, podcasts, and smart speakers, yes, and other additional audio and video distribution, investing in an FM signal was not relevant in the way it was a decade ago, according to Good Karma Brand CEO and founder uh, Craig Karmazin. That's what he told Andrew Marchant of the New York Post. So the FM signal, and that's an ESPN radio station. An FM signal is leased to the radio station by MS Communications. The deal, which is made up of more which was made more than a decade ago, currently sees ESPN New York pay around twelve and a half million dollars per year to just use the signal. So before you paid a single broadcaster or a single producer or a program director or a promotions person or a salesperson or any level of operations that involve even turning the lights on, you are down $12.5 million just to put your product on a signal that basically they're getting the data back. No one's listening. No one is getting in their car and listening to the radio anymore. It's not happening. So it's $12.5 million per year for use of the signal, a fee that has been raised 3.5% annually since April of 2012. And emmis to just sell them that outright, like, here, the signal is yours now. They want $50 million for the signal. For Carmizin, it's an easy decision. He says, Good Karma Brands data shows that more than half of ESPN New York's audience is not listening on terrestrial radio. So a radio station that, by the way, gets crushed in the ratings by WFAN, but uh, the ESPN radio station, so this is the Michael K show and whatever else they're running as far as their local branding goes, um, half the people listening aren't even listening on the radio. They're listening on YouTube or on some digital thumbprint somewhere. Like, if that doesn't show you the entire way it's going, how much longer is KNBR going to afford to have an FM signal? How much longer is 957 the Game going to be able to afford a, an FM signal? Let me tell you this I don't know what they're paying for their signals. Here's what Larry and I paid to kick their ass. Each of us has a MacBook Pro. So that's about four grand each. Each of us has an internet connection. What's that, like a hundred bucks a month? So spending less than five grand with all the actual talent that comes with the broadcaster doesn't stay in the studio when the broadcaster leaves, but with about four and a half grand and talent, we're kicking major traditional radio stations asses from our basement. And there's no going back folks who would buy a radio station today. Like the same person who would buy the beans For Jack and the Beanstalk. Buying a radio station today? You'd have to be a fucking moron. Mmm. That's delicious. So how about all that? Oh, I want to catch this before it goes by. Fish and chips. With a $2, hey, how are you? Now listening, DB. Thank you very much, DB. Thank you very much. Fish and chips. And thanks for uh, converting that. To uh, actual, uh, or no, are those uh, Great, Great Britain Pounds? Is that pounds? I don't even know. But either way, thank you very much, Fish and Chips. It's always great to see you. Glad I saw that. That almost went by me before I saw it. What have we got? What have we got? Man, there's a lot. There's a, oh, dude, the text line is flying today. DeKaiser and Gilroy says the New York Giants are going to make a game of it, but they're not winning. Again, I, you know, what's your version of making a game of it? Because I like the 49ers to cover the 10. I do. I do. And that's a lot of points in an NFL game. That's a lot of points. But I I like the Niners to cover it. So we'll have more on that, I guess, with Larry tomorrow as we continue our straight up two-man takeover of this entire market. But how about that? Again, a city that is a thousand times more addicted to sports than the city of San Francisco is going to be saying goodbye to its FM ESPN radio station because it doesn't even make business sense anymore. If that is not a cautionary tale for everybody involved, I don't know what more you'd need. I love that they're saying, you know what? It's a better business model for us to go to all digital and our AM signal as th- th- there's recent talk about, are they even going to put AM cars in radios anymore? Or excuse me, AM radios in cars anymore. Again, stroke. Um, but man, I saw that and I was like, holy shit, that's that's kind of a big story. And It might not be big to you, but for me and Larry, <laughs> Ooh, I like that. So we are going to get into Club Ploose, and then we are going to hop on the AMP app. It is going to be a little a bit abbreviated because Daddy's got to go get his teeth cleaned. So his pearly whites are looking lovely for you on that postgame Thursday night football show, which will begin tomorrow night at the two-minute warning of the Thursday night game. And then again, I want to remind you, the total takeover of San Francisco continues 8 a.m. Friday morning, Damon Bruce Plus. Krug show channels simulcasting the most consumed and soon to be talked about morning after 49ers play show you're going to find anywhere radio stations like I'm not even mincing words anymore. We're coming for you. And we're not just coming for you. We're going to kill you. So there you go. Have a happy and great day, everyone. Thank you very much for listening on the podcast. Uh, keep downloading that podcast. Go ahead and click like before you go anywhere. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't you go anywhere because Club Plus is about to open. But for the rest of you, the only thing I can tell you is thanks so much for tuning in. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that... He's gone.